the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. <laughs> Welcome! The Cartwright of Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back because we love Seinfeld. You love Seinfeld. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. That's my energetic, almost uh, micro machine man talk. <laughs> yeah. Part of that, part of just a radio voice. I don't know what I was doing, but I loved it almost as, lo- as much as I love Seinfeld. <laughs> Maybe not. No, probably not. I love Seinfeld way more. But do I love Season 6, Episode 5, The Couch. We'll find out as we talk about it. Uh, it first aired October 27th, 1994. My man, Corey. Could you please give us the synopsis? Of course. The Couch. Elaine dates a hunky moving man from JAG. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, see? I didn't even look him up. <laughs> that was my note. Um, yeah, look up JAG. He was like the main guy on that. So. Oh, that was okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, cool, 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 cool. All right, I'll do that one over again. Elaine dates a hunky moving man. Kramer and Poppy go into the make your own pizza business together. George tries to rent breakfast at Tiffany's rather than reading it to impress his girlfriend. And Poppy pees on Jerry's new couch. Yep, there is pee in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) We got a pee-filled episode. But to start, per usual, we have got us a stand-up, and this one's on furniture. Furniture. The love seat. That's a nice little item there. I guess some guy thought, well, if we can't get them to sit closer to us, why not just shorten the furniture? My other favorite furniture brand is the Lazy Boy. This is very flattering to the prospective customer, isn't it? Why don't we just call it the half-conscious deadbeat with no job, home all day, eating Cheetos and watching TV recliner? I mean, it goes back so far, this thing, I mean, like this. Go to bed already. It's over. You're wiped. The end of this needed a little bit more. It needed a visual thing because he had a, he did a little visual thing with it. But it might have needed a bit more writing, too, because not much about it was very funny. Agreed. This was <laughs> definitely a disappointing start well, of the episode. Well, and I'll say this. Like, the idea that, you know, some guy wanted to get the girl closer, so, you know, he created the love seed. Yeah, okay. Like, you could have expanded upon that, but this tells me, especially the fact that there's no stand-up at the end, it's like... The stand-up is really starting to become a, a an afterthought, I feel yeah. like. It feels – they feel underbaked and undercooked. I mean, that being said, I do know that I, I liked the first couple in this season so far, but I kind of mm. – my gut's telling me that they're going to get a little bit more and more underbaked and, and kind of an afterthought as we move forward. Yeah, I think you are correct. Good, sir. <laughs> Correct. Corey, nope, that nope. was a bad stretch. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. You're like Vito. Nope. <laughs> yep, exactly. Shooting that down. Uh, instead, <laughs> let's just talk Seinfeld, all right? Uh, we start off. Jerry is with George. They're out couch shopping because uh, Jerry wants something new. And, you know, George talks about his current uh, female friend, um, had him 
join a book club, that kind of thing. And he finds Jerry finds a couch in this spot. Now, if I buy a couch, I never buy a love seat. Yeah, oh no, no. That, he buy he, at first I was like why is he getting this love seat? Because I thought his other couch was a little bit long. I thought it was a three pattern, like a regular yeah. one, but actually it's not. I went back and double checked. Um, it is just a two, but I feel like it's even longer than this one though. Like, like the, well, I think a, the arms a, on this were, were bigger and more padded. Yeah, very, so you can't it's plush. Yeah. Much more you plush. can't fit as many people there. Like you couldn't even get George, Elaine and Jerry on that. Even couch. two people would have to be touching. Yeah. Like your, their legs would touch. And if I want a couch, I, every couch I will pretty much ever buy again, unless I'm getting a second couch to go with my yeah. main couch yeah. is going to have three cushions. So everybody can sit far enough apart. So you don't have to touch, but this one was really tight for a couch. Yeah, a, a love seat should never be your main couch. Agreed. All right, but that's just a little mini rant there. Um, so he gets a new couch, and he has some movers move in. Elaine flirts with this particularly good-looking one, uh, and that guy is David Elliott. <laughs> He's from JAG. He's from, like, ten seasons of JAG. It's insane. Yeah, Which is a show Jack. I've never watched once. I only know no. it from, like, commercials. Well, Jag is pretty much for like the CBS old person yeah. group. Yep. Like, <laughs> so my dad loves it. You know, that's it's my dad's show, obviously. Yeah, um, it was never. I have really no idea what it's about. I no freaking clue. Oh, I think um, he. I think he's a Navy. All right, so I think the reason my my dad uh, and my stepmom loved it was because uh, they they lived in Annapolis outside of the Naval Academy, and so Navy was huge up in Annapolis for them. There were you know big Navy uh, family, go Navy, yada yada yada. And he is a military lawyer or a Navy lawyer is a jag as oh. a Navy lawyer. Okay, so, so yeah, so it's a lawyer procedural. Wow, yeah. that fits so perfect with like CBS. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I mean, yeah. like I said, that dude was on for like ten seasons. So good oh yeah, for him. he has two hundred and twenty-seven episodes on Jag. So the guy is doing just <laughs> yeah, fine. And, yep. I mean, he got himself a nice cushy network gig. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but at this point, he was still rocking. Actually, only a year before he was rocking the Seinfeld, getting hit on by Lainey. Hey. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, she decides, Elaine, that she wants to take the old one. So okay, fair enough. Which I thought was strange that Jerry didn't offer it to her beforehand or he was just going to have the those guys take it and that'll be that like jerry jerry's very wasteful that is absolutely something that i find out he doesn't you know he doesn't think about like reusing reduce reuse recycle is not jerry seinfeld's mantra no no yeah why but like why would he think elaine oh because she got kicked out of her her yeah. part yeah 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 so yep we're coming off of the heels of season five she was kicked out of her apartment so yeah she probably would that is Kind but, of funny even, that they, he wouldn't have asked that because she probably would but, need something. But I feel like it's been kind of set as a thing that, you know, she'll get she'll take the hand-me-downs to kind of their upgrades for her, hand-me-downs for Jerry. It's just kind of like a, a you know, they move through the cycle. And it's like, like similar enough with the apartment. When Jerry was going to get another apartment, she was going to take his uh, apartment. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of – I feel like it is a set thing for their dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't so. even like Jerry had an idea of where that couch was. Like he didn't plan anything. He was yeah. like, oh, they're just taking it. Where are they taking it to? You know, he doesn't well, yeah. even care. And, yeah, you're right. That is a part of Jerry's personality. And I, I don't think that's actually a great – part of it but hey that's what's awesome about this show he's a well-rounded character <laughs> he is um except he's 
pretty crappy guy a lot of the time. Sure, too, of but. course. So, I mean, <laughs> I think most of us are. I think most of us are pretty we're, crappy people. We're just terrible people. Yeah, all like every. I don't mean you, me, and our listeners. Everyone. Like, I think all of us have these moments, and this show it just happens to focus on those moments, obviously. But I think yeah. a lot. I think that's why this show did so well is because you got to see crappy people on TV. I was gonna say, just learning or just just having us talk to each other for this many times about Seinfeld, I have learned that you and I are pretty crappy people. So I, <laughs> yeah. I might agree with that. And so have our listeners. <laughs> Good. Yeah. All right. In comes Kramer into the apartment, and he mentions that he and Poppy are going into business together. He brings up the idea of the make-your-own pizza pie that uh, he initially brought back up. Do you remember when was the last time or the first time that he brought this up? I can't pinpoint the episode, but I know we've heard it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Season one, episode four. The chaperone is the first time he brings up the make your own pie. Wow. And I'm going to not lie to you and say, I don't think it's a terrible idea for a restaurant. I wholeheartedly agree. Like Nowadays, they have, you know, the the, like the subway version of pizza places like the uh here it's called your pie but i've seen pizza rev mod um, pizzas in la yeah mod pizza exactly all that kind of stuff uh pieology is another yeah. one yep but you know it kind of would be fun yeah to make your own pie and put it and then you know what and then and then hand that over to somebody to professionally make you know cook it uh and then bring it back to you but like it's not a bad idea i think it's exactly it's a pretty fun idea i think so i think so yeah yeah. All right. Um, and he kind of talks about Poppy's plays. Jerry's obviously pretty skittish about Poppy because the last time he saw Poppy, um, Poppy was a bit sloppy and <laughs> he, he uh, uh, had some health code violations. But no, 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 no. His place is clean now. Um, and he's got a duck, a duck that is just just to die for. And I love the physical comedy of Kramer almost running into the couch when the guys are moving it out. Mm, okay, I did, that I didn't really actually notice. Oh, you're, you're probably t- knowing you're you're probably taking notes at that moment. They were just they were yeah. moving it. He almost he turned around and almost walked into it. It was good. It you know it didn't feel forced. It actually felt like it fit. And I was like, ah, yeah, good job, Kramer. Yeah, physical comedy. Yeah, it's probably not fun to watch Seinfeld with me while I'm prepping for our episodes. I do a lot of pausing, and so like. I'll, I'll, I'll obviously watch, and then, like, if there's a note, you know, I'll start typing, and I'll pause. Yep. But, like, so I there are tiny little things probably like that that I do end up missing. And also, I don't get the joy of just kind of sitting and watching the whole episode through continuously and just kind of getting – I'm not getting, like, that flow sometimes, um, but I am – Trying to take those meticulous yeah. notes so I can get everything. Yeah. Done. Of like a, you know, 22 minute show, it usually takes me about 45 minutes to get through it because, yeah. you know, pa- I'm, I want to pause to take notes. And even, you know, I'm with you, dude. I'm, you know, sometimes you'll miss things just looking I, down. I, the, I, go, to pause I go back it, a you know? lot. Like, I, I oh, reverse shit. a lot. Yep. And then they'll say something and I want to like write down the quote properly and I'll rewind yep. it. And then I'll also check IMDb at the same time when a new character pops <laughs> up. I'm like, oh, so you and I probably have the exact dude, same sort exactly. of. Exactly. Yeah. If I hear a word or I here, here is something yeah. I've got Wikipedia at the yep. ready. Yep. Like I, ha- I have um, the Wikipedia entry for the episode up. I have IM- the IMDb re- yep. Uh, yep. Uh, link for the episode up, and then I have um, just like google at the ready so i can figure out whatever they got going so I, <laughs> i've got my method there is and at the end of the day there is zero enjoyment of seinfeld it's just a machine it's just a process dude 
by by the time we get to season nine, we're just gonna be like fucking point five out of five, zero out of five. I'm so fucking sick of this shit. Oh no, dude! There, there's worst uh, po- uh, podcast hells out there. Um, I I can't remember what it was, but there's this podcast where they're watching the same movie every week, like over what? and over again, and it's something like it's something not terrible like groundhog's day or something like that but you know after a whole entire like year and 52 like episodes of doing it the two guys or whatever they're like going insane like they're just going insane doing it so that is, be careful, an be careful interesting what you do social out there, yeah that's an interesting social um experiment like experiment <laughs> yeah. right there yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's also you know how many episodes do you want to listen to as a listener though i have yeah and i i think it's i think the entertainment comes from hearing them unravel over yeah the you're course right you're right year. that's the thing is it's not so much about the movie anymore it's yeah. about them and how fucking crazy they're getting so um and i'm sure people are kind of doing that with us too they're just <laughs> how more ridiculous we're getting so all right uh elaine again flirts with the mover and has them take the old couch to her place kramer brings up you know to jerry if he offered them a drink, you know, oh, did you offer these movers a drink? And I want to ask you, Corey, do you do that when you've ever had like movers? Of course. In? I'm a fucking human. These are human beings. I offer them water if they need. Like you just offer. That's it. Just offer. Hey, when do you want some water? I I'm not to say I don't actively, you monster. But <laughs> you they are human beings, man. You and monster. they're getting fucking paid. They can pay their own goddamn water. It's probably in the truck. <laughs> but like I, if I'm giving them a goddamn tip, why do I have to give them water too? Now not to say I haven't offered water before, especially on like hot days or some shit. I live in fucking Georgia. It's hot as shit out here. And before that, California, hot as shit out there. Um but Seriously, like if you're giving, if you're getting paid movers, they're fucking paid. I, I and I think too a lot of it. Like I mean, if they're just quickly popping it in, popping out, sure, right, sure. They're but getting I, one fucking couch. But but I have seen you know had guys move something and it looked oh, like yeah. a freaking nightmare, and I was just like, oh dude, let, here you know take take this water, yeah. take this six pack of beer at one you know time. I, yeah, I was like, I've had go. I've had it before where guys were moving out a fridge to go um, that we were selling and. You know, it was a hot day or whatever, and, and they were just moving out the fridge. And I was like, hey, guys, you know, the water and one of them took it. But like and actually they were buying the fridge to move it. Oh, so, then yeah, I wouldn't I'm not, I wouldn't give them water. Well, I was a nice guy, <laughs> but if you're buying my fridge, get out of my house. Take it and go. <laughs> <laughs> but like, seriously, if, if I'm paying, I don't think it's a necessary thing, but. I'm, I guess, a terrible person. I, I am sure we'll hear all about it in the comments section of this episode yeah. on Facebook. Albert, I want to know what you think. I'm calling you out because you're one of our more, more uh, interactive fans. And Jamie. And Jamie. Yeah. I want to know what you think. There you all right? go. <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's move on before I start naming all of our fans. Uh, all four of them. I already named three of the four. So. All right. Um, so, George tries to start reading Breakfast at Tiffany's because, as I mentioned before, his uh, current girlfriend uh, has him joining a book club. And he just gets distracted. And I and I fully understand this. I'm not a reader myself. No, me neither. I, I'm not. And 
Yeah, man, for me, just finding the time to read is so freaking hard. I don't have much free time to begin with, so I usually wind up playing video games or something like that and or watching something with my wife. Having the physical time to read, dude, is like non-existent in my life. Do you, I mean, do you, when, where would you insert reading in your life so, right now if you had to read something? So I, I, I am actually in the middle. I'm, I'm probably about three fourths the way through Ready Player Two. Um, so, but it's taking me a long time. And, <laughs> and, and I listened to, and Ready Player One, I listened to on Audible. So I didn't even uh, read okay. that. I, yeah, it was, yeah. and side note, side note to a side note, do you still consider that reading? I know it's not, but can I it's say not, like what do I say? I've listened I to Ready Player One. Yeah, maybe I had okay. the audiobook. Yeah, because the thing is, like, I did the audiobook for multiple things, including uh, Lord of the Rings, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so I know, you know, you know, you know every word of Lord of the Rings, or whatever book it is that you but did you the didn't audiobook. Read it. But I didn't actually read it. And there is something that I feel like it sticks a little bit better when I actually read a book. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah. And so it is not to say, yeah, the knowledge is there, but it's just it's just different. Uh, but so me and me and Keisha, what we tried to do now, it has not gone very well, is we I've tried to set Tuesday night is our screenless night now because I'm always watching TV. I'm always like podcasting. I'm always like doing research or other shit. And so it's not really our screen, but it's like it's we try to do. Let's block out some time to read because Keisha's a big ass reader. I'm a little ass reader. But I bought. Okay, Casey's also a genius, and you are a <laughs> just disgusting. I'm a troll. I'm a troll. Okay, yes. I'm a fucking podcast. I was trying to think of the worst thing to fucking call you. Yeah, she's legitimately in Mensa. Yeah, and I'm legitimately a, not a doof. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm a Costanza, is how you can call it. Um, but so we try to make Tuesdays our reading night and we and every honestly it's probably only end up being about once a month that we actually do mm, it yeah. and so like i should have been done with this book fucking a long time ago because it's an easy read yeah. the ready player books are very easy to read they're not all that long um but like it's just because i'm a fairly slow enough reader as it is and then i just i get distracted with podcasting stuff i get distracted with work stuff i get distracted with oh there's a new episode of wandavision i gotta watch that <laughs> I mean, you're George, dude. You're George, and I mean, yeah. I know it's a uh, it's the next scene with him, but it, nothing really happens. But Cracked Magazine, yeah. dude. I was like, I can totally yeah. relate, dude. I will, I will read Cracked Magazine over <laughs> over a book. And I didn't even know Breakfast at Tiffany's was a book. I mean, I knew it was a movie, but I didn't know it was yeah. a book either. Fair enough. So, all right, at Poppy's Restaurant, Elaine and Jerry come in, and uh, they bring up the whole drink thing about you know you know, giving a drink to somebody. Um, Poppy then comes over. Jerry is uh, hesitant to shake his hand, which I yeah. love yep. because we know from the last interaction, uh, he did not wash his hands yep. last time he peed. Great <laughs> so, callback. I, I, would, I would bet he still doesn't. <laughs> I would bet that as well. So, all right. Well, we know he doesn't wash his hands after peeing because um, it happens <laughs> in this episode. All right. Uh, he talks about the succulent duck, and, you know, he says everything is going well for him. He's doing very well. He's being a little conceited fuck right here. Um, and Elaine mentions, oh, that your mother must be proud. And then he flips out yeah. and gives this weird fucking diatribe about his mother. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was really out of place. Yep. I, Yep. I Un- unnecessary, completely unnecessary. It added nothing. Even when they bring it back later, it's like, 
what's the point of this? Yeah. Literally, there is zero point to this, and it doesn't really add anything to the overall plot. No, no, no. It, it And honestly, it kind of takes away from things, and I'll discuss it at the end of the episode okay. where my where my score lies but yeah this uh, is this is something that i'm like um, yeah i'm watching it and, and i'm watching the actor do his thing and that's fine and all but i'm like it's a sitcom 22 minutes you have to pack it everything has to have a purpose to the jokes yeah. you know and there's nothing in this that comes back later uh mm-hmm. i guess i guess it has something to, like or something to do with the rove you know the the abortion thing or something they, i don't know oh, but like what's the point what is the no. point of it they could they could have brought they could have had his preference on that in a completely different yeah. way that had no tie-in to this I, I, yeah don't that, i do not know no why it was in it i do not know why it was in it at all yeah yeah Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? I'm um, sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, so as you mentioned, George reads a Cracked magazine, which at one point, I never read Cracked magazine, but I loved Cracked's website yeah. for a while. I used to like check it on the daily, and then it got kind of just failure and it kind of started sucking and then i kind of just stopped doing it but cracked was really awesome for a while yeah one of their head writers uh david wong uh yeah so so speaking of books that i actually have read dude um, he was his articles were phenomenal and they had a podcast that was phenomenal every time he was on the guy super smart dude had some great stuff to him well and I know you. Know, I know what your stance is, but his book "John Dies at the End" and the sequel "This Book Is Full of Spiders" were both fantastic. And then the first one, "John Dies at the End," was made into a movie by oh, Don yeah. Costarelli, the director uh-huh. of Phantasm, and it is a fantastic movie as well. Uh, it's it's definitely more of a podcasting after dark movie, a uh, mm-hmm. more current one, but. If that if you like weird cult movies with like supernatural spins and are super super fucking weird, please check out John Dies at the end. It is fucking fantastic. Okay. And the book yeah. I mean the book is fantastic too, but you know. Who, who has I didn't know read? David Wong was behind that cuz I had I had heard of John Dies at the end, but I never seen it. Yep. Never really, you know, made the the time or anything and, like and that. But you, knowing that he is the writer, I might actually absolutely check that out. And I think you would like it because the the writing is like his style. It's sarcastic. Okay. It's it's funny in every it's it's a hmm. very funny. You know what it is? It's almost like the show Supernatural but with a lot more co- comedic elements to it. Which I've never seen Supernatural. I have some friends who adore that show. 
Um, but I've never, never once actually seen a single episode or maybe even a single frame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I've seen a couple episodes. It's fine. I don't have time okay. to watch a full season, hour long show that's like 12 seasons long. Yeah. I thought it was a teeny bopper show. I don't know why. Like, I always thought, like, you know, teen girls loved it back when, you know, because well, like, the that... two guys are hot, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so that's kind of, I've always had that association. So I never really dove into it. But um, what I do dive into is Seinfeld. And let's get back on it all right (laughs) uh, spoiler alert by the way i like the side tangents that we're having much more than i like this episode so anyways let's keep going uh, all right so we are still at dinner uh jerry brings up uh this this pizza place that he likes and elaine reveals you know some of her social justice side we've seen a little bit of that before but here it's getting a little bit more part of her main character i would say yeah um and she won't eat there because the, the owner supports anti-abortion groups so jerry mentions what if poppy feels the same way and elaine's like well i guess i wouldn't eat here then what is your take on you know basically choosing to eat like the the obvious choice in my head comes to uh, the obvious reference comes to chick-fil-a yeah um, as a place you know what is your thoughts on you know boycotting some of those places or what is your stance on some of that kind of stuff? Because I think we're probably the same in that, like, you know, we're very – we're pro everybody's rights. Yeah. Honestly. I, um, and I, Chick-fil-A has some some stuff that, that is goes against that. I make my stands very, very specifically, and that's not one of them, man. I, like, I don't – I'm going to – I'll eat at Chick-fil-A. I'll eat it, you know, whatever. Because also, too, I feel like there's a bunch of other people working there that all – everyone's belief systems are different, you know. But I do know that Chick-fil-A is bad, and I do know that all these things are bad. But I'm just not going to be that discerning. That's just not – I'm not going to put the energy into it, to be honest with you, because it because that was one problem that we had with, with people that we knew – uh, I'm trying to be vague to not throw anyone under under the bus, but if you start fighting every, if you start fighting everything like Elaine is trying to do here, you you find fault in everything. Then you can't. You'll never be able to eat anywhere. You'll never be able to do anything. You know. So I don't you know, know. You just you stole the rant I was just about <laughs> to fucking do. Um, other than the rant that Chick Fil A's chicken is fucking good. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, I like um, Chick Fil A. But here, my my little thing that I kind of wanted to put out was we all have the right to pick where we want to eat, mm-hmm. and there's no better weapon in capitalism than the choice of where to spend your money. So if you don't want to support a place, fine by me. It's your choice. Yeah. Do what you want to do. But in my opinion, that shit can go too far very easily. And when you start surrounding yourself with people of only the same men- mentality – and I'm talking about this is the left and the right. Yeah. You know, I see the right only wanting to be around people who are only on the right and the left only wanting to be around people who are only on the left. Then you're severely limiting your own knowledge potential and personal growth potential, in my humble opinion. So I think it's fucking dumb to just, like, write everybody off to, quote, unquote, cancel culture all this shit. Because guess what? You're never going to learn the shit you need to learn. And you're never going to grow because you're only – deciding to be around people who are just like you and that is hypocritical yep i completely agree with everything you just said right there i think everyone just have a broader mindset and yeah and if you don't want to support it go for it you know do your thing they the chick-fil-a the the owners that's their religious belief man i've got a live and let die philosophy i don't give a fuck what other people do ever just go do your thing i don't care if you're against it 
fine. Fine. But if I'm going to go there, don't shit on me like I'm the worst person in the world. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I agree. So, I agree. So. Preach, brother. <laughs> I, I said preach, brother, to my own preach. And so that, that kind of <laughs> negates the, <laughs> the emphasis. But oh, well. All right. Jerry calls over Poppy to discuss abortion. And he has another little rant here about his mother. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, it doesn't make sense. He's talking about, you know, all this issue, which ultimately turns him and says he is against abortion. Yeah. Uh, So Elaine starts saying, fuck this. I'm not going to be here. And then a a whole bunch of other people, guys and and females uh, all together. Start uh, kind of depending different. It's like half the, the half the audience gets up and or audience, but um, the restaurant yeah, gets the, up and the leaves. patrons or whatever. And this yeah. is this is why you don't talk politics at dinner. This is this is it right here. Why is this episode about Roe v. Wade? Was something happening at the time? Like why? Is <laughs> I this... think it was a topical. Yeah, I think it was a topical thing. Okay, okay. I thought that happened but, in the eighties, didn't it? No, Roe v. Wade was, I think, in the 70s. Oh, okay. So, th- so this is still like 20 years later. And I get that it's still a, and, and still today that it is topical. But was this yeah, 73? Was this just Seinfeld throwing their hat into the well, ring this, of it? You know, like this has been a topical issue for a long right. time. But I think there was, you know, more with, with, I guess, with technology and more and more people, um, there's been more possible things for I, I don't know I don't know what I'm uh, trying to say here but um this thing has always been to- this has been topical since Roe v Wade right and but so Seinfeld just felt the need to just throw their hand I didn't think on it, this one I was gonna save this for okay, later right, too, but okay. I thought it was kind of strange no no I'll bring it up now it was kind of strange this was a more political issue based episode than they've typically done and so I thought that was kind of strange I didn't hate that aspect but it is different it absolutely makes this a different episode yeah yeah so mm. all right at monks jerry tells george uh, about the whole situation and you know he's he's proud of causing the ruckus <laughs> now i wrote I, that's my only note for this scene i was like i love how proud jerry is of calling yes, causing a scene exactly i also like that you know i feel he's he's kind of poking at elaine here yeah he's kind of fucking with her obviously because you know he knows her belief system and so he's just trying to be like well, I'm going to fuck up your world and just show how many different people don't believe in what you believe. Right. No, I, I think, yes, and that's he's trying to show her what we just discussed, yeah. which is you can't cancel everything because then what are you going to sort of be left with? And he was like, oh, what about this restaurant that you love so much and, and enjoy? Well, if they don't believe the same as you, well, and now I do, and I do like that Jerry is holding her sort of accountable for her belief system. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's the cancel culture thing. And it's always been around to some degree, clearly. Right. Yes. But she, she Cause, is cause social, social norms change. Yeah. Like people say like, Oh fuck. Cancel. But the thing is like, guess what? We canceled Nazis a long time ago. We canceled all this other shit a, a long time ago. Like cancel culture is a thing because social parameters change and social belief structure is what is acceptable changes. And so, the majority changes with that. I mean, just deal with it, people. Yeah. But there is going to be – there is a pushback, absolutely. And, and I <laughs> I don't know if we're coming to a head. Uh, sorry to cut you off early on, on what you were talking about, Corey. But, I mean, it does seem like nowadays with the speed of information, speed yeah. of technology, and how fast fucking canceling happens, it's just like, Jesus Christ, I'm so tired. I, I, I have to be on social media for my job. I have to, like, you know, be on it to try and help promote our podcast and stuff. Yeah. But I am about fucking ready to take 
my shotgun and go into a fucking cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere and just live like by myself or, you know, take my yeah. wife and just, and I'm just done with everything. And I mean, that's why I've never been on Twitter. So I have no idea like what kind of conversations are happening on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is just a nightmare. And I'm on, the only one I remotely enjoy is Instagram because no one's really spouting anything. Yeah. But like one thing that we, I think as a society right now that we have the biggest problem is w- <laughs> with cancel culture is that there's also no path to redemption. Like once you cancel yeah. somebody, it's yeah. it's over. Like that's it. You know, we, we we're done with them, and and you throw them away. I think even Bill Burr brought this up because, of course, you know he's talking about Gina Carano. Oh, I love podcast. God, Bill Burr's yeah, fantastic. I love Bill Burr too, dude. And he's like, this is we live in a nightmare right now. This is a nightmare hellscape that we live in with all these people canceling everything. It's in. But my thing is like, well, I cancel them because I don't. I'm not on Twitter, so yeah. I don't care what their voices are. They could have. There could be a million people saying how much they. Hate this show or podcast or dark on Twitter wouldn't mean a single thing to me because you're shouting in the void. I'm not on Twitter. I have no idea. You know what I mean? So yep. in one sense, it's- I think it is also our responsibility uh, is to just also cut that out too and not engage the mass madness. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I would say like, as I'm finding that more and more people seem to be pushing towards the fringes, be it left or right, I find myself pushing farther and farther and, towards the middle. Yep. I am just saying, yep. fuck everyone else. I'm in the middle. With, I, I lean left on a lot of things. I lean right on some things. Yeah. Like, fuck everybody else and all this fringe. Like, you have to believe 100% of what I believe. And it's getting very, very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, The only thing I will finally add to all of that is, is it's I did it. I went on Facebook one time, took a couple hours, and just unfollowed a bunch of things. It's mm. it's not as hard as you think it is to just turn off all of those outside noises. Mm. It's when your stupid family members, your dads and your uncles that are like <laughs> 70, are reblogging these stupid memes about Jesus or something. That That's when yeah. you're like, okay, guess I got to unfollow my dad now, too. And then it's just going to be me and Cartwright and Podcast After Dark on Facebook, and that'll be it. I won't be looking at any other feeds besides that. <laughs> well, you know what? The BFOP Network puts out so much content, you don't need anything else. That's right. Just listen to all the shows on the BFOP Network, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> I'm going to insert the commercial right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hey, everybody. I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.
Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. And now, back to the show. All right, let's get our asses back to Seinfeld, okay? Uh, As they're at Monks and they're still talking about stuff, uh, George admits that he hasn't read a single page of the book. And Jerry comes up with the idea, hey, maybe you should just rent the movie and watch that. There you go. Bada (laughs) bing, bada boom. Boom, baby. I've done that kind of stuff. I used to spark note shit all the time, you know, uh, cliff notes, that kind of stuff. Yep. That's how I got through AP Lit and AP Lang in high school. And, and um, of course, it'll just be know. super easy for him to log on to Amazon Prime and uh, <laughs> just go watch it, right? That That's how this episode's going to play out, isn't it? Uh, I think there's going to be some more hijinks than that, Corey. <laughs> all right, let's, let's wait and talk about that. All right, in comes Kramer, who's upset at jerry and, and elaine because poppy's in the hospital oh shit something's going on and so jerry and elaine think oh shit we should send him something to be nice because they think they might have caused whatever the heck you know his stresses that that caused him to be in the hospital all right elaine is with the mover at her place uh and he or uh, elaine is with the mover on a date and uh he makes i like he makes a little joke about not inviting her up because he doesn't have any furniture um I actually thought that was kind of funny. Actually, the very, very first time I was li- I was listening to it, and I was like, "Wait a minute, was he not joking? And is this the guy who's homeless? Like that's that you know you, you <laughs> yeah, know that yeah, episode." Yeah. And so I was like, "Wait, is that this episode?" But then no, he was just being funny. Like they have a really good rapport together. Yeah, that was my my biggest takeaway is that they have good rapport. Lane and him yeah. are awesome in this together. Yeah, they have a really good date. They end up having a nice little kiss at the end. Which I think, you know, obviously, I think that has to be really sold. You know, their rapport has to be sold because the joke or the quote-unquote joke is Elaine having to choose, you know. Because if if they didn't have that rapport, then, ah, who cares? But, yeah, they are so clearly good together. Yep, absolutely. All right, Kramer gives Poppy uh, some of the things that Kramer and – sorry – that Jerry and Elaine uh, got him as a get well, uh, but he takes it as, a, as an attack because he has some other issues and they got him like wine and spicy food or some shit like that. So just kind of strange. Again, I just thought that was weird. And I honestly, I thought this whole Poppy being in the hospital, this kind of shit was a bit unnecessary. Yeah. And did you notice that that wine had a twist off top to it? Like it didn't even have a cork. So it's like, you got to wonder how cheap that wine is. See, like, nowadays, more things have um, gotten twist-off tops for wine because there's actually a cork shortage. But back in 1994, <laughs> yeah. if you had a twist-off, you were getting the cheapest swill shit that there <laughs> yeah, is. pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, interesting. Interesting. All right. At the apartment, Elaine is so excited about the date and about this guy. And Jerry, again, being the instigator, being that fucking little poker, being like... What's the stand on abortion? 
and, well, and before that, sorry, real quick, uh-huh. before that, he she's talking about there's no games here, and I love how he was like, oh. "What's the point of no games? How do you know who's <laughs> winning or losing?" And I thought that was a very telling personality trait of Jerry's in that he looks at relationships competitively, uh, and not just between like you and I, like if we're dating somebody at the same time. No, he's looking at it competitively inside the relationship itself, and that he wants mm. to be winning or you know losing. So I yeah, I, I just took that as like, oh, that's 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 funny. I thought it was funny, but I also thought it was an interesting insight into you know what he was thinking. But then of course uh, the visual gag of when Jerry asks Elaine, you know if what's his stance on abortion and she's putting on her lipstick and she moves her head but keeps the the lipstick there and kind of rubs a line on her face was was great that was really fucking funny and the fact that she stayed there the rest of the scene with that lipstick line on her face was that was hilarious yep that was very good um but yeah it just shows jerry loves to fuck with elaine like this episode he's definitely just just kind of getting in her head yeah so and elaine's like well you know he's probably pro-choice and um Jerry's like, well, how do you know? It's like, well, because he's so good looking. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Lane. Yeah. That's not how it works. Oh, Laney. <laughs> so, all right. At a video store, uh, George tries to rent breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> he tries to rent breakfast at <laughs> Tiffany's from a 12-year-old looking Pat yeah. Oswalt. <laughs> oh, my God. He looked like a child, didn't he? <laughs> my he God. Sa- he, he sounded and acted like a child. Yeah. You could tell he was like still very fresh in probably the comedy career. Yeah. And that's why he got this. Cause you know, Jerry put a lot of comedians in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's like, wow. Cause he's, he becomes a pretty, you know, decent actor, decent other stuff. Cause he gets more and more used to that over the, in here is like, eh, your delivery patent is not that great, but seeing Patton Oswald in a young, he was like 25, I think at this time, okay. uh, 25 ish. Patton Oswald is just like, yeah, he looks like a baby face. <laughs> it's so does. cute. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. But, but he obviously, you know, can't give George any of the information that George is wanting about the people who rented Breakfast at Tiffany, so he can go kind of figure out some stuff. Instead, uh, while Patton is distracted, George sneaks a peek at the computer of who rented it, so he can get that information. Yes, yes, that's all so. kinds of illegal. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right. So at Jerry's, Kramer pops in. He's excited about you know this pizza making test he is actually gonna be making some pizza with poppy uh so um he has poppy come over who is over at kramer's place just talking about all of this this entrepreneur this um endeavor that they're gonna dive into um and so poppy feels that he is owed the money for the duck i 100 agree with poppy yeah. on that yeah i'm so, fine with that and jerry doesn't jerry doesn't fight it nah. he get, he has gets the money for it yeah because uh, you have to order it in advance all that kind of stuff um so Poppy then takes a seat on Jerry's couch while Jerry's going to get the money. He sits on the couch, lets out this big sigh. <laughs> ah, kind of has a weird face. Yeah, he does. Um, like, you know, like does ecstasy. Exactly. Something. Even Kramer says, are you tired, Poppy? And he goes, no. <laughs> and then Jerry comes in, gives him the money. Poppy gets up and Jerry immediately notices this huge stain on the brand new couch that he got and jerry can only conclude it's a to pee it's a to pee it's a to pee on his couch um and poppy peed on my sofa has he now what is 
fantastic <laughs> physical humor yeah. here. Not just, not really from Michael Richards, from Jerry grabbing Kramer and he's he's going, Poppy peed on my sofa. The water bottle that Kramer is holding goes everywhere, all over Jerry's face. And into his and mouth, into is, Jerry's mouth. And he's spitting it out. <laughs> and it's just, they just keep going. Yeah. And you, I know Jerry was probably like, a fucking hair from losing it because that was hilarious. Yeah. But they, they just act through it and it is really, really funny. I mean, that is gold right there. And that is gold that's not scripted. It's just, yeah. he just powers through it like a goddamn professional, dude. I was like, and he's spitting it out of his mouth. It's it's fantastic. Between this part and the lipstick gag, two strong visual gags in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, question to you. Do you think Poppy did it on purpose? No, 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 I don't think so. I don't think he did it on purpose. I do think so. Oh, okay, okay. This is interesting because I see his, I see his face and I see, I think the Kramer asking him, are you tired? And him saying, no, I think he's getting Jerry back for you know losing that business or whatever in the, the restaurant earlier and for sending him the shit that might have killed him i think he 100% did it on purpose and and my reasoning for that is because kramer asked you asked him are you tired and he said no as if he knew what he was doing hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I, I get your logic. I, I get your logic on that. I that, I don't agree. Um, but I, I think, it, but it works either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's There's no worries either way. I my only pushback on that is there's no revenge that I would want to have on somebody for me to walk around with pee in my pants for the rest of the day, essentially. But <laughs> but Poppy could. He could. So yep, it yeah. could go either way, dude. Now, one hundred percent. Before watching this episode for our podcast, which obviously I'm doing it with much more of a critical eye, I never thought it was on purpose. Yeah. I thought it was just a weird thing. Maybe he had a wet butt. I don't know what the fuck it was. Here is where I've decided in my head, I think he did it on purpose. Okay, okay. And so, this is this now, is something I would like to, to hear on, yeah. on social media the most. I would like to hear... Mm. What you guys think? Is this on purpose yeah. or was it an accident, a bladder fucking, you know, accident thing? Yeah, but they didn't set up a bladder accident before. I mean, I don't think they set up Poppy being that vindictive either, but <laughs> but Fair yeah, enough. either way, but but yeah, it's it because they wasted time with fucking Poppy yelling about his his mom or whatever, you know? Like they could have Yeah, th- true. Th- that's time that, that that was like a solid minute from both of those rants that they could have just put into something else uh, of this. You know, they could they could have said he's having some kind yeah. of like, you know, um, incontinence issue or something like that, or, or some kind of like vindictive anger yeah, issues, exactly. vindictive issues, and instead they go for the angry mom route. Exactly. Stuff. You're right. You're right. They could have made this better. And they, yeah. All right. All right. So um, obviously Jerry can't sit on that anymore. Um, <laughs> Nor could I, dude. <laughs> burn it. I would burn it. I mean, I do. I'm not as bad as Jerry, but I, I do oh, have yeah. the the germophobia that he, you know, somewhat to a degree. Burn it. I. I over it's over that couch is done there's no way in hell i would have thrown that couch away um i have too much of like a you know you grow up poor kind of mentality and we weren't like 
poor, poor, but we were definitely lower middle class where it's just like, you got to save your shit. And I would have been like, all right, throw some fucking bleach on that. And then I'm going to keep using it. <laughs> or like, like George is going to do just flip the cushion over. And that's that. But like, I don't have that. I don't a little pee. Come on, man. Burn it. <laughs> fucking burn it. <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, George convinces, uh, the man who had rented the, uh, movie breakfast at Tiffany's, to let him watch with him and his daughter, which that guy may be the sweetest person on earth. I mean, for agreeing to this. Yeah, and also, by the way, that guy, Mister Temple, I know him as as the admiral in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's what? he's caught. He's, he's gone a long way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing I love is I know we're going to see him again in Seinfeld, mm. and I appreciate mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. when when George is trying to find like prove he has a black friend yeah. and that's the guy he goes to i'm just like i'm gonna be very excited when we get back to that episode yeah. oh god <laughs> or we get up to it oh so. mr temple oh yeah all right uh, so elaine is out with the mover again and she brings up this whole fake story to see what his thoughts are on being pro-choice and you know he she comes up with this fake story about a woman who has been impregnated by her troglodytic half-brother and had an abortion and He's against it. And so, Elaine, you can just see she's broken. I, of course, looked up what troglodyte and troglodytic means. A troglodyte is a person who lives in a cave or also a hermit or someone who's regarded as being deliberately ignorant or old-fashioned. Okay, okay. So I'm not sure if she actually meant someone who lived in a cave or, or, or old-fashioned. Yeah, or, yeah. Or old-fashioned. Well, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So, all right. So um, at the family uh, what was his name? Mr. Mr. Temple. Mr. Temple. Mr. Temple. <laughs> Mr. Temple's house. Um, George is fucking terrible. Horrible. He starts, he, he has, like, doesn't he know that he's living in a society and you do not do that? He starts asking for popcorn. He starts asking for the lies. Like, this is not his fucking house. It, it doesn't even feel like a natural human thing to do it's just it's so unrealistic to me i i can't even get on board with it yeah 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 exactly it's it's just he should have been kicked out immediately this guy and and also mr temple letting this weird white guy sit next to his daughter like i would be i you know shift those goddamn seats absolutely sit sit in between uh this weird guy and your daughter 100 yeah so yeah i as much as I I enjoy like Mr. Temple, like I enjoy the, the it's the energy's fun. Like if you took this as a standalone comedic moment in time for some other reason, it's funny. But it doesn't. None of this I feel fits into Seinfeld, and it doesn't fit into George. Like George is not this ridiculous or this unawares i i just i can't believe it he wouldn't he wouldn't have even made it this far in society if he was this bad this is the just this is just so left field for me i agree absolutely it's just it's ridiculous but mr temple is maybe maybe the sweetest person in all of seinfeld yeah probably (laughs) for allowing it yeah uh we cut to kramer and poppy they're at you know at work in you know on his pizza him doing his own pizza and he puts on the sauce and the cheese not too much mm-hmm. not too much cheese and i'd be like fuck you poppy i love cheese mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd go ham on that goddamn cheese and then Kramer wants to put on cucumbers, and Poppy becomes offended, and he flips out. You can't do that. It's going to taste terrible. And Kramer's all for, no, this is people get to choose it. 
And Kramer is 100% correct. Yeah. Fuck Poppy. Yeah. It's it's not it's not Poppy's job to say what people are going to like or not like. It's it's Kramer has the right idea the entire time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Like give people the freedom. And if they find out that cucumbers suck on pizza, then that's fine. Then fuck it. It's their choice. It's their choice. They fucked up. Yeah. Well, that that being said, I don't know if like Mod Pizza or whatever would carry a topping that they didn't think they, would yeah, would be okay. True, you know, I, true. I I think maybe he should have gone with something a little bit more weird than than cucumber, right? Like a little bit weirder than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like uh, you're right though, like they they just don't have those toppings that don't typically fit. Right. But so 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 Poppy would have actually been sort of correct. And as a business owner owner, he knows he wouldn't put money into like into yeah, like you know, if you don't need the they, ingredient, they would go bad. You, yeah, it's gonna go nobody, bad. Nobody so, exactly, that. exactly. And or yeah. even that you you know he would appease Kramer by buying some uh, uh, cucumbers and then when no one ate them he's like look they all went bad no one ate them let's not even offer that anymore yeah true you true, know? true true uh, but what I do like here is the parallels between Poppy's basically saying you can't give people the right to right. choose you know uh, and then there's this whole uh, parallels to the abortion conflict to kind of Roe v Wade stuff pro choice um, and Kramer's all like you know oh yeah it's not it's not a pizza until it comes out the oven and Poppy's like oh it's a pizza the second you put your fists into the dough yeah. and all this you know exactly it's the it's, it's know, when creation. is a baby the baby when is yeah. it not yeah that whole argument there yeah and and I actually liked them making this kind of parallel to the pizza creation um, with uh, with the abortion debate. I just thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was fairly clever for Seinfeld. Yes, th- this this scene, like this part of it, I enjoyed. And because th- this interaction felt more natural than the other interactions that we had had, even though it was clearly an allegory for Roe v. Wade, but it was still yeah. like an interaction that felt much more natural. And then you're, and this is when this shit kind of works when you're like, Oh, Oh. And then the light bulb goes off and you're like, Oh, they're actually talking about abortion, but it's done so well because you don't really sort of realize it at first. Yeah. Th- this is fine. Yeah. This dialogue is fine. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, more political than Seinfeld typically gets into, but it's it's tying it into a I don't know they're they're doing it in a funny way, yeah. which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. So, all right, at that uh, Mr. Temple's family's place, the wife comes home and starts talking to her family as she would, and George, he's a complete fucking ass, asking her to shut up and well, he doesn't say shut up, but he says, "Can you be quiet? I'm trying to watch the movie." All this kind of bullshit. Even though he's in their house, he should just shut the fuck up. Uh, so he takes a little break. He goes get some grape juice to come back, and at the time that he comes back, the daughter has shifted over to his seat. He didn't call fives. He didn't say, you know, seat back or any of that kind of shit, and so she has a spot. Now, granted, she was being kind of <laughs> bitchy about it, but it's her fucking it's house. It's her house, she's, and she's it's a her kid, house. and she doesn't want that yep. guy there, so she's she's fucking yep. with him. Good. F- fuck with that yes. guy, dude. Yeah. And George... George absolutely is an idiot about it, and he tries to, like, push her off the seat and eventually spills the grape juice on the couch, which just pisses off everybody, and so that's the end of that, of course. for sure. Yeah. Yep. At the apartment, uh, Jerry shows Elaine the stain that was now on his couch, and he wants his old couch back, so he's going to have to have the mover who, um, you know, she's not feeling good about anymore um, to, to bring it back, and so he goes to pick up that couch at her place and he and she dumps her she dumps him then which i think is a terrible idea you know that this guy is on the job still interacting with you and your friend wait until that shit's done 
Yeah. I think that's just a terrible timing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, but she offers him a drink because she is a nice person like that. Uh, and it's a grape juice that she tosses it because he said toss it. So, that's his fucking fault. Yeah. Um, and it ends up breaking and he yells, the couch! Um, which isn't a gag that comes back because I'm pretty certain, like, it's we're in the apartment and there's no grape juice issues. Yeah. No, no. No, so meh. It's it's my notes. It's just kind of meh. Yeah, yeah. It's just played off for a quick little laugh here, but it also just is meh. You're right. It's very meh. All right. At at uh, and then we have a final little scene here as credits are going. At monks, they're having the book club that uh, George was with his girlfriend. And um, this is the first time we're seeing his girlfriend too. It's it's at this point yep. I didn't even like I'd forgotten. I thought he was just in a book club, and and, and of You're course right. we're gonna see her next episode, but like. Yeah, weird that you don't see his girlfriend till like the stinger. This is in lieu of yeah. having a stand up at the end. Yes, it is. Uh, and his girlfriend is played by Jessica Hecht, yeah. who I think a lot of people would recognize as Susan from Friends. She is uh, the girlfriend of Ross's ex wife. Yeah, yeah. Yep. She, she's yep. been there. She was there for like since season one. So, yeah, yeah. Long time. Even though, so, like, even in the first season, Ross's wife wasn't the same actress, but Susan was the same actress. Yes, exactly. So. All right. And George, of course, because he watched the movie and he didn't even get to watch the whole movie because he spilled the grape juice and it got kicked out. He ends up uh, making an idiot of himself yeah. in front of the book club. Yeah. And 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 this stinger was meh. 100% meh and um yeah I, and uh I, I i think it's safe to say this episode for me at least mm. was pretty fucking meh and I, i'll got i gotta say dude going into this episode this i always remember this being one of my least favorite episodes growing up anytime it came mm. back around i was always like i never cared for poppy never cared for the pee stain you know i didn't sort of remember the other parts of it but now that i'm watching it as a whole i'm like oh young me was correct on that there this <laughs> this episode i think was subpar i think the writing was not very strong there were some good moments in it that i almost wish those the good moments were inserted into better episodes so we could just burn this episode to the ground period but because it has a few like okay moments i like the lipstick yeah. part is, is fine and yeah. everything like it, it's not the trip like it's 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 in no way shape or form the trip <laughs> are we are we ever gonna see the trip I, again i mean well we might we might i don't know we might see it with the reverse episode we might see it with the uh, the one uh, the one hundred episode. I don't know. I'm not expecting. Oh, I'm I not expecting know. that with the reverse. I'm just. I like the reverse. I, I, I didn't say. I didn't say I didn't Holy like it. I'm just shit. throwing shit out there. So I'm, I don't know. Wow. Do people hate the reverse? I have you know, heard I that. People, I have heard that. People people hate that one. They also hate Puerto Rican Day. And so I'm curious to see um, which ones are going yeah, to be really bad. Yeah. But I remember never loving this one when I was younger. And so watching it again, I'm like, okay. I don't hate it. I, it's not. It's not a one. It's. It's much more. It's much better. And I'm, I'm glad we have the trip because otherwise I might have given this the one. But I'm like, okay, it's. It's not the trip. At least we're in New York. You know what I mean? Like, for God's sakes, at least we're in New York still. So, and there, are, like I said, there is some good shit. So. I'm going to be a little bit generous because I enjoyed my conversation with you and give this two hunky movers out of five. Okay. Your conversation knocked it up probably like 0.5. I probably was leaning towards okay. a one at first, then it was like a 1.5. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a two. It's fine. It's yeah. it's not it's not 
horrible. I just think it's meh. It's just, it's just not that funny, you know? Okay. Yeah. See, and, and and I feel it's pretty meh as well. But for me, meh is like right in that middle. So I thought the episode was fine. You know, yeah. For you, meh. I'll say fine. Um, the abortion the abortion issue is topical, not something that Seinfeld typically tap, tackles, but it worked fine here. Um, things were interweaved okay. You know, I Georgia's stuff was kind of off on its own, and I thought just kind of uh, whatever on its own, that storyline. Um, you know, this was a decent episode, definitely not a great episode. Um, and what I absolutely had an issue with is I'm not going to lie, Corey, man, I'm missing the fucking standups at the end. Right. And I, I think, I mean, I think that they're just going to be a thing of the past moving forward because I know they just have so many storylines to track now. It's just a time constraint at this point. That's exactly my issue is that I wish that, you know, those standups gave a nice little wrap up and I would much rather them tighten the actual episode because we're getting some weird extra fluff and shit that we don't need poppy's mother backstory all this other shit and just things in general that are just stupid um and give that stand-up some time to like really close things out and just you know have some some humor there and make the actual like you know meat of the episode in the middle a little bit tighter and a little bit better well and and to Um, to your point We didn't meet George's girlfriend in this episode oh, yeah. until the stinger. The fuck? The, the credits, that was weird. The credits were rolling while we're meeting her, and we have to, like, take her into the next episode. Like, we have to, as an audience, go with her into the next episode. And I think that's just so telling that they had to just squeeze her in into yep. the, the last stinger part. They, they should have added in some little quick scenes of him out on a date with her where she's like, oh, how's the book going? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm doing yeah, great. Yeah, I'm loving give, it. Give I'm us, reading it. Give us 30 Something. seconds of that. The amount of time that Poppy yells about his his mother, you know, uh, that is the equal amount of time they could have put into George having just one scene with her and her yeah. saying, how's the book coming? Oh, I it's doing great. You know, and yeah. literally that's it. You are 100% correct on that. Yeah. So... As you went up a little bit from our conversation, I actually went down a little bit on our conversation um, because I had this just a little bit higher. But, like, you're right. Talking about it, breaking it down, and ultimately I ended up falling right where you are. I gave it two out of five cucumber pizzas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, it's not the worst thing ever. Like I said, it's not the, it's not no. the trip. But so far – it's it's my lowest of this season. I think it ties my lowest yeah. for the season. So and and boy oh boy, it is just it is just mess. So yeah, it is curious. I'm curious to see um if I'm curious to see if we ever see a ending uh, or an end stand up again. I fucking hope so. Because <laughs> right now I absolutely want it. Yeah, yeah, me too, dude. Me too. But um, you know what? You know what I really fucking hope. I hope everyone listens to all the awesome podcasts that we have going on at the BFOP Network. All y'all have to do is go to BFOP. I haven't said that in a while. You haven't. BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork.com. And you will find all the different links you need to listen to all the different shows we have on the BFOP Network. And by the way, we're not we're not going to announce anything hard and steady right now, but we are growing the network mm-hmm. and we have some potential awesome podcasts coming in to uh, play with us, have fun, and uh, all around have a good time in podcasting Corey, land. You say, 
Corey, you said hard and steady and playing with us. And how the hell am I supposed to, like, you know where my mind wants to go. I can literally see Adam's eye twitching, like, so many jokes can't contain them all. <laughs> but, yeah. But there's there's so much good content yeah. on the Beef Up Network that I really hope you guys out there check out different episodes from different shows. You know, there's so many good ones. Uh do it. Do yourself a favor, and I think you guys are really going to appreciate the content that the Beef Up Network has for you. Yes, and you can find the link to the, the the Podcast Network website in the bottom of every single episode show notes. You can find it all right there, easy to get to. You're, you can look down at your phone right now as you're listening to this, and you can get there. And uh, you guys know what we're doing over on our Patreon page. You know we're tackling Curb. We have the, uh, we have the ad that we insert into the episode, so... Yeah, go listen to that and uh, go have a good time there. We're just, it's Seinfeld and Curb all around for us. Exactly. We've got a few people who have already jumped on that train. We're really excited about that. We want to see more. Of course, um, it's not that much, I don't feel, but we're giving you guys two episodes two episodes of Curb every single month. Um, and you know what? I'm having a lot of fun watching <laughs> Curb with you already. I know, me too. Me too. So check that out, guys. And uh, a free way to support the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's still the main podcatcher out there that people find new shows with. And having five-star reviews kind of just helps bump us up on the, the search functions and everything. It's all algorithms, but it's a free <laughs> way to help your boys out. So we appreciate all yes. the love and support that you guys give us. Yes, we do. And we will see y'all at the next episode when we talk The Gymnast. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.